Hello, hello, and welcome to the Healthy But Human podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host, and I am so excited to have you here today listening to today's episode. Wherever you are in the world, welcome, my gorgeous queen. We have such an exciting episode today. One of my friends is on the show. She is a hormonal expert and specialist. Her name is Maddie Miles. If you've listened to the podcast for a while, you've probably heard her before. She's been on the show probably two two times now. She is a queen and definitely has a ton of knowledge to share about all things, the natural way of balancing hormones, figuring out if you have a hormonal imbalance and cycle syncing your your just entire life to really live in alignment with your body. So we'll get into the episode soon. Before we do, if you love the show, don't forget to tag me in your stories and just share the podcast. It helps so much. And I love seeing you guys listening to the show and loving it. My Instagram is at healthy but human pod. And if you love the episode, don't forget to leave a review. It helps the show so, so much. And it definitely, definitely makes me smile so big when you guys do that. Anyways, let's do our self check-in. This is a time to just ground yourself and become present with how you're feeling, how you're doing all the things. So wherever you are, just take a nice deep inhale through your nose, fill up your lungs with so much goodness, so much love into your beautiful body. And then exhale, sign out any tension, any limiting beliefs, any stress, just release it with your breath. And then wherever you are asking yourself, how do I feel today on a scale of one to 10? 10 being I feel amazing, one being we're not doing too hot, but that's okay. And now I want you to ask yourself, why do I feel like this? Maybe something happened, maybe nothing happened. Just trying to pinpoint where this feeling is coming from. And now I want you to ask yourself, what is something that you are grateful for in your life right now? Even if you're in a tough season, there's still something to be grateful for and find gratitude for, and it really always boosts the mood. And now I want you to grab your water and ask yourself, have I hydrated my hot bod in the past 30 minutes? You know the drill. If you've listened to the show before, grab your water regardless. We're going to hydrate our hot bods in three, two, one. Cheers, my gorgeous queen. So important to hydrate. And I am telling myself that I feel like today I've not been the best at hydrating, but it's okay. We are all humans, hence the name of the podcast, Healthy But Human, and it's important to give ourselves grace, but continue to try and improve at least one person every day. Okay, moving on, I want you to ask yourself, what is something that I aspire to complete by the end of the year? We have less than two months of 2023, which is so wild. So we definitely have some time to get those goals done. The goals that we had on our vision board that maybe we haven't completed yet, what is one of those things? And now I want you to ask yourself, what is the first step I can take today to making my goal a reality? We can set goals all we want, but unless we have a game plan to get them or to make them happen, the odds of us getting there aren't that high. You got to set yourself up for success, just like any athlete would in a game. Okay. Final question is I want you to ask yourself, how has my body been feeling physically lately? Doing a little body scan, seeing if you're feeling good, if anything's a little off, and then hang on to that. Okay, quick update. By the time this episode comes out, I will be on my honeymoon in Costa Rica. That is right, you guys. I am going on a honeymoon, and you're probably shocked that I'm recording this podcast so early. I'm recording it on a Thursday. What? Who is she? Who is she? Anyways, I'm recording it because I will be in a different country and I want to make sure the episode can get out there smoothly with no issues. So that is what's what's happening. We're on top of things. My wedding is now in two days, which is so crazy. I have been grinding to get everything done. I... Ooh, I just, I need a vacation. I definitely need a vacation, but I'm really excited to celebrate with all my friends and I am starting to kind of feel the pressure just ease a little bit now that people are getting into town and I'm like, end of the day, these are my people. These are my friends and family. If anyone's going to judge me for my wedding, not being perfect in all areas, like they don't, they can, they can leave. Anyways, that is the important thing about life is to just give yourself, take the pressure off of a situation that maybe doesn't need that much pressure because sometimes having too much pressure on something can become 
can turn into a negative. I think sometimes a little bit of pressure can be good to get us motivated to get things done, but if it's too much pressure, it'll snap that thing in half and it will lead to crumbling. So that is something I've been trying to remind myself during this whole process of wedding planning and yeah. But I will keep you guys updated on the, how the honeymoon goes and I am so excited. I've never been to Costa Rica before and I love, I loved Hawaii. As you guys know, I was obsessed with Hawaii. I'm, I love it. So people have told me that I would like Costa Rica since I liked Hawaii so much. So we shall see, but that's the update. Keeping it short and sweet because this episode is so good. So before, before we get into the episode, you guys, I have a quick little announcement. If you've been looking to get into Pilates, or you're wanting to just spice up your fitness routine, maybe you've been struggling with gym anxiety, or you don't really like the gym, you want something new, I have a Pilates studio, an app called Sweaty Studio. It's fully virtual, and I post weekly workouts. They're guided. I'm a certified Pilates and bar instructor and holistic health coach, so I have experience doing what I do. Not just some random moves I'm slapping together. But anyways, these workouts blend affirmations with feel-good, low-impact movement that leaves you feeling stronger inside and out it is a mood boost it helps reduce stress levels and it helps sculpt and tone your body so definitely check it out i'll link my studio below we have monthly challenges right now is our cozy girl pilates challenge and there's still time to hop in and join it so definitely go check it out and i can't wait to see you on the mat okay you guys let's meet maddie miles welcome her to the podcast Hello, Maddie. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. <laughs> Hi, Callie. Hello to everyone who's listening. Honored to be back. <laughs> Maddie Miles has been on the podcast. I think this might be your third time. You've been on it. Everyone always requests you back because you know what you're talking about. And you're so, she's like the little hormonal guru. I that you're the person that got me into cycle thinking and actually knowing what my phases were and my hormones even were. So shout out to you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, my, that's my intention with what I do. And the, the mission behind peace, love hormones is to support women in that. So I'll never forget when I first started seeing your content, cause I was already following you. So like your content switched to more like cycle thinking workouts and Pilates. I was like, yes, <laughs> like our, conversation resonated. Yay. So yeah, it's awesome. I mean, this is, it's nothing, I didn't make any of this up, right? Like this is just our internal blueprints as women. And it's more so if anything, I'm just like helping women and guiding women to become more in tune with their hormones and their cycles so that they can live in a way that feels right for them and not in a way that feels right for someone else, because that almost never works. <laughs> Yeah. And that's, that's so cool because I think so many women don't even know that they have four phases and they have different versions of themselves and that the hormones can affect how they're feeling or their creativity or how social they're feeling. Like there's so many things I didn't even know existed before I learned about my cycle. So just to dive into things to get started, how did you first learn about your hormonal health and what did that journey look like for you? So what got me into just like in general health and medicine was literally, I kid you not, I've been in this realm since I was like 12 years old, actually a little bit younger, around 10 years old, because I was really struggling when I was growing up with a bunch of different imbalances that ended up with so many different diagnoses, insomnia, anxiety, depression, an eating disorder, more specifically anorexia nervosa. I would Lyme. I was diagnosed with so much from pretty much the age of 10 years old throughout 18, like just rampant. And I was in and out of a bunch of different hospitalization programs, um, full inpatient, partial inpatient programs, like you name it. I was just, that was my life for a really, really long time. And the final time that I was hospitalized for my eating disorder specifically, I unfortunately had to be hospitalized a few more times in the years following due to panic attacks, we'll get into that because it connects to birth control and hormones. But mm. the final time that I was hospitalized for my eating disorder, that was a major like download light bulb moment in my life where I really saw everything that had been transpiring like the last eight years of my life, all of the different programs I had had 
been into how I relapsed every single time I got out and how I just did not want this to be my life for the rest of my life. I had so many dreams and aspirations. I was only 17 at the time that of this specific moment and situation. I wanted to go back. I was I graduated high school early and I was actually studying abroad and I was sent home. My, you know, very immediate intentions were to get back to Spain. I wanted to go to college. I had gotten into the university that I wanted to get into. I wanted to be able to like leave home and do all of this stuff. I wanted to move to another city, even after college, like a brand new city and, and start a business. And, you know, I just had all of these aspirations, like fall in love, have children. And I knew that I wouldn't be able to do any of that if I was still sick and if I was in and out of hospitals my whole life. So that was the first time I approached my parents. I said, okay, I see the issue here, but everything that we've been doing so far, you know, I didn't know at the time that there was like, okay, everything that we've been doing, which is very conventional and allopathic medicine isn't working out. We need to do uh, naturopathy. I didn't know that those differences. So per se, but I did know that we needed to take a different approach. So my mom my incredible mom went back to the drawing board. She found this naturopathic medicine clinic outside of Chicago. So we commuted. It took us like if in traffic, anyone from Chicago knows the traffic gets crazy, like an hour to get there and an hour to get back every single day to see these medical professionals who I was for the first time seeing medical professionals who weren't trying to push prescription medications down my throat. Instead, they wanted to use nutrition and sleep and sunlight and grounding and supplementation and functional lab testing and herbal medicine to actually get to the root of what was going on. So that is really when my my mind was opened to the, the side of integrative functional and naturopathic medicine. And from there, it just started, I mean, gosh, I'm still in it. I'll be learning for the rest of my life. But basically from that moment at 17 years old, up until, you know, now we just, I've, I've just been in this like really deep healing state on all different levels. It's like, right. When you think like, Oh, I'm great now. It's like, there's another layer to go. And there's a, there's like a beautiful balance of being so grateful and proud of yourself for like how far you have come, like acknowledging like, Whoa, I am a completely different woman right now than I was two years ago, three years ago, eight years ago, 10 years ago, et cetera. But I still feel like there's other areas of me that I can really go in deeper and heal those because a lot of stuff that we struggle with throughout our life, some of it comes from our childhood or from young adulthood or adulthood. Mm -hmm. It happens throughout our life, but a lot of it actually comes and it's passed down throughout generations. So it's not a race to heal everything and every single trauma that you have, but it, it is it's this beautiful lifelong journey of like, you know, you can always go deeper if you want. So I'm still on this journey, but that being said, I did go to school for naturopathic and herbal medicine and integrative health. And that's really where I've spent all of my time and energy pretty much for the last, uh, gosh, 10 years of my life. Like I've really just focused on that and specifically on women's health because I'm a woman and I feel like I was really let down and dismissed by allopathic medicine. And I felt like I was really supported and naturopathy and learning about my hormones and learning like, Oh my gosh, we have four phases that make up our entire menstrual cycle. You know, a lot of this stuff was complete foreign information and language to me not too long ago. I mean, only like five or so years ago, I really started to learn about all of this. So I, I like most women was in the dark for most of my life. And even when I did start to learn, like in the first few years, um, naturopathy and I was studying it, we still didn't really get to like the women's health specifically. So I was actually on hormonal birth control at the time. Still, I was on the pill for six years. I was prescribed it when I was in high school. I never ovulated or had a menstrual cycle beforehand, at least not to my knowledge. And, um, I basically went on the pill that halted everything even further. So I went through puberty, so to say, obviously I went through it a little bit beforehand, but, um, I really did. I mean, like really, if you look at pictures, even comparing, you know, 20 year olds me to, to now, like I didn't, I still didn't have all of my feminine features then as a 20 year old woman, I still like looked very, uh, 
gosh, I mean, there was a lot of other things going on. I was also vegan then. I just looked very malnourished. I didn't have my, my breast and my curves and my butts. And, you know, I didn't have the same vibrancy that I do now. So gosh, I'm kind of jumping around all over the place, but like long story short, what got me into this was I was so sick and I wanted to find out answers. That's how I was introduced after again, like eight plus years with allopathic medicine and finding no answers. I went more towards the naturopathic side and I decided, Oh, I want to learn this stuff. Like actually in the classroom setting and in the textbook and in the clinic setting on the practitioner side. So that's what I've done. And Peace Love Hormones is my brand of my herbal tinctures. We have a podcast, social media, YouTube, et cetera, because education is so important. Number one, when it comes to just our hormones and our cycles, because again, we're not given this handbook. Most of us aren't even given this type of conversation because our moms, most of our moms and our sisters don't know either. If yours did, that's amazing. That's my goal with my children <laughs> moving forward. But my mom didn't, my sisters didn't. They're all learning from me actually, which is also really beautiful and healing. But that being said, I didn't learn any of this. I feel like all of my girlfriends, I remember just throughout the history of time, but especially in undergrad and postgrad, everyone complained about whatever birth control they were on, how they didn't feel like themselves, how they didn't have a sex drive. It was that normal. Like we all were just, I felt like, you know, we had these very valid concerns and we didn't know if it was normal or not. And that was as 20 year old plus women, like, why did we not know about our bodies then? So I'm trying to change the narrative there through the educational side of things. And obviously there needs to be a lot of education on herbal medicine. Cause again, that's something that unless you go to school for it, you're not really learning too much or you don't need to go to school for it. But unless you read like a book at least, then you probably don't know much. So me as like the expert in that area, I'd love to share information on herbal medicine and really how it's just such a beautiful art. It's medicine and it's science, but it's also an art form. And it's so deeply intricately related to women's hormones, our physiology, our health. It's just, they're so beautifully powerful. So education is one side of peace, love hormones, and then the herbal tinctures are the other side. Oh, I love it. Talk over. <laughs> I love it. I'm so you're, it's so cool. And I love to see this, but you're just so passionate about just truly helping women. And I can just see that when you're talking, you're like so excited about it. And I love, I love that energy. And so you are making a huge impact and truly educating people. And so just to kick things off, for someone who maybe is very new to the hormone space, they've just seen a couple of TikToks about this thing called cycle singing, this thing called four phases. What? How would you tell someone who's very, very new to the whole hormone balancing world where to even get started? Mm -hmm. So where to get started, I would say, honestly, listening to podcasts or audiobooks, or if you like to prefer to actually read a physical book, I would start there because I mean, podcasts are just so easy. You can literally be doing any of your daily activities, such as going on a walk or cooking or cleaning and just have a podcast on in the background. So I always say podcasts are just like the best place to start. So I it's funny. I have my own podcast. I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts. <laughs> I wish I had more time. Um, but I would say I, I mean, my podcast is a great resource. So peace of hormones is one where I just talk about so many different topics. I mean, this is why I don't have time to listen to podcasts because I'm so busy recording. So pretty much like any concern that you have, at this point, now that we're three years into the podcast, I probably have an episode on it. If not, please send me a message though, because I could always use some content ideas for podcast. And now I have a whole new setup for my podcast. So I am gladly taking more topic ideas. Um, and of course I, I want to make sure my content always is tailored to my listeners, of course. So I would start there. Some great books are Dr. Aviva Ram is a midwife OG herbalist, like longtime midwife herbalist. And she also later in her life when she was in her forties, decided she was going to go to uh, Yale medical school. So she has like a really cool, um, uh, she's just like very wise and very knowledgeable. She's 
been working with women for a very, very long time. And she has this beautiful duality of like, she knows exactly what's being taught in traditional medical schools. Um, but also her main background, what she's been doing the longest is midwifery and herbalism. So she's a super, super powerful, uh, incredible resource in women. She's written a few books. She's written thyroid revolution. The one I recommend the most though, that I'd read from hers is called, um, the period repair manual no that was sorry it's called hormone intelligence i had to like turn around and look i'm like oh that's on my shelf <laughs> it's called hormone intelligence the period repair manual is another great one that's actually by a naturopath doctor known as lara bryden who's also amazing highly recommend that so those are probably my two favorite books period repair manual and hormone intelligence i would read those Maybe there's audiobooks on them. I would check if that feels better for someone. And then listening to my podcast. Also just following my page because I post, you know, four to five times a week. So I post a lot of information, everything from lymphatic drainage to hormone healthy recipes to herbal medicine education. I mean, Callie, you know, you follow me. I just post like a bunch of stuff. So yeah, <laughs> just come over, start there. I would say start there. Like a podcast is great. Like get curious and figure out what you want to learn more about. Is it, you want to learn more about the four phases? Do you want to learn more about one specific phase? Do you want to learn more about nutrition? I actually just came out with a mini series on my podcast last month that was breaking down various fad diets. So uh, like fad diets and health trends. So we went over like all the big ones. There are so many out there. I honestly didn't even know how many there were until I was like doing my research. <laughs> um, but we went over like the biggest ones. So like intermittent fasting, keto, carnivore, vegan. There was a few more. So anyway, we just talk about, um, I say we, cause in one of the episodes, one of my other friends who's a practitioner, she joined me. And then the second one, I was alone. But we just kind of break them all down and talk about the caveats to everything. Mostly everything has a pro and a con. So we talked about it all and just how women can better tailor nutrition to themselves and how that changes throughout our cycle. So, I mean, honestly, any type of topic that someone wants, it's pretty much over on my podcast. <laughs> also, yeah. one more note, I think Laura Bryden has a podcast too. I'm not sure if she keeps up with it, but she at least has a few episodes on hers and they're, they're a little bit shorter and hers are more so not so much like like this podcast, for example, where it's like almost like a conversation. Hers is more so reading research, uh, mm. which is very, very helpful too, right? So that's cool. Something that is very near and dear to my heart is talking about hormonal health on this podcast. I remember the first time I got my period, it was right before leaving for figure skating practice. And let me tell you, everything about it was miserable. I bawled my eyes out the entire car ride wondering if I would ever stop feeling like this. Okay, a little dramatic, I know, but I felt similar emotions last year when I continued to struggle with hormonal acne, up and down moods, and painful periods. After doing lots of research, I realized as women, we are never taught in school that painful periods aren't normal. In fact, your body could be signaling to you that your hormone levels are off and need some support. That's where Hormone Harmony steps in. Hormone Harmony is your complete natural hormone support for women that adapts to the body's unique needs and can help maintain optimal hormone levels, relieve occasional bloating and mild mood swings while improving sleep quality and supporting weight management. Trusted by over 1.2 million customers, Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. Have you ever heard of maca root extract? I've loved maca for a while now because it has been shown to provide sustained energy, relieve mild mood swings, and support a healthy desire and drive. Okay, what about ashwagandha extract? This ingredient in Hormone Harmony has been shown to help the body adapt to stress and support cortisol levels, which is so key the week before your period. Another ingredient that really sticks out to me is chase tree berry extract, which has been shown to relieve monthly symptoms of PMS like bloating, cramps, acne, breast tenderness, and the pre-period sad girl hour that we probably already all know at this point. And the biggest benefit of taking Hormone Harmony, in over 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony, Feeling like myself again is what women mentioned over and over. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code Cali at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code Cali for 15% off today.
You may have heard me talk about this before, but something I've been prioritizing in 2024 is taking small actions each day to improve at least 1% in my physical, mental, and spiritual health. One of those daily healthy habits I've been loving is taking care of my gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. I first started taking Seed way back in 2019 when I was having all sorts of painful gastrointestinal issues and was getting no answers from my doctor. During this time, I dove into the world of holistic health and learned how important a healthy gut microbiome is for the rest of the body to thrive and feel amazing. So I started consistently taking a daily probiotic for the first time ever and experienced significant ease in my bloating. My digestion became healthy and regular and I noticed an increase in my energy levels and mood. One of the many things I love about seed is how easy it is to fit seed into my daily routine. No refrigeration is needed and the free travel vial from the welcome kit allows you to take DSO-1 on the go, which we love especially with summer travels right around the corner. As you know, I'm currently pregnant and I'm super cautious about what different things I'm putting into my body, so I definitely feel reassured taking DSO-1 over other probiotics because of their rigorous scientific testing and 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Cali and use code 25Cali to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Cali, code 25Cali. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. So for someone who maybe thinks that they can feel something's off or they've been on hormonal birth control for a really long time, how do you, how do you tell if you have a hormonal imbalance? What are the first places to start? Yeah, honestly, if a woman is feeling at all like out of her body, um, just uncomfortable and pain, those are like the easiest signs, right? Because our, our menstrual cycles, some people call them the ovulatory cycle because ovulation really is the, the big bang of the whole cycle. So whatever feels best to call it, please do it. But essentially they shouldn't, they shouldn't be painful at all. There should be absolutely no pain. Some women do feel middle schmerz, which is a little pain, little pinch when the follicle ruptures during ovulation. So that is totally okay. And you know, anything really, really extreme, right? Like if you're hurdled over in the fetal position, perhaps that's a cause for concern. Right. Um, but other than that, there should be no other pain throughout the cycle. And so I always tell women, if you're experiencing any type of PMS symptoms, which we'll just name a few because there are actually over 160 symptoms associated with PMS, but a few big what? ones are, I know <laughs> a few big <laughs> ones are hormonal acne, breast swelling and tenderness, just overall systemic all over your body, swelling and bloating. Um, um, mood changes and, uh, some women experience some sleep issues during the luteal phase. There's literally, again, so many other symptoms that we could get into and then period discomfort, period pain, period cramps that, that actually all happen during the period. Any of those and more are signs of something's going on. Because again, I'll just say this one more time to sound like a broken record. Our, our cycles really should not be painful. And that's what I hear the most from women who have either taken my soothe herbal tincture or have just been working on their hormone health in other ways. They always say, I truly would not have known that my period was coming unless I was tracking it because I had no symptoms beforehand in the one to two weeks leading up until my period. My period was easy. It wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. It wasn't too heavy. It wasn't too light. It was just like everything just felt good, you know? Yeah. So that is, that's like, really it's, it's so, it's so easy to tell when something's off. And I think too, once women change that narrative and change that conditioning that we've all been given that we're 
supposed to be in pain. Our cycles are supposed to be painful and that's normal, right? Like normal, normal, normal. I feel like we always just get dismissed and shunned and we're just told like, it is how it is, you know? So once we can let go of that narrative and conditioning and accept that things actually should be really, really great and seamless, then it becomes a lot easier to detect when something's off. So how do you get your hormone levels tested? Mm -hmm. So there's a few different ways. Um, So you can do urine testing. A lot of women do urine testing. Dutch test is a very infamous one. There are other labs that do it, not just, it's not just the Dutch test, but so you could do urine. The Dutch test specifically tests um, hormone levels via urine throughout an entire cycle. Other tests do urine strips just throughout like one or two days. Uh, you can also do serum. You can do blood. And again, it's, you know, people have different um, labs, have different ways of like preferred ways of testing and same with doctors. Usually doctors kind of just do like the stereotypical. They'll just take measure your blood um, and take your blood to measure your hormone levels wherever in your cycle. They don't really, you know, even get a full picture in terms of hormones. I, however, I don't test my hormones as much as I do actually a hair tissue mineral analysis test, which is actually taking a hair and or nail samples to really get like a bigger picture of what's going on in your body. Everything from vitamin and mineral deficiencies to pathogens, um, and any type of infections and, and, you know, like what's going on in the body, your metabolic type, it just gives like such a bigger picture because you can test estrogen and progesterone and testosterone and preferably also your entire thyroid panel. But, and let's say like we get, we get your test back, right. And you have higher levels of estrogen or just normal levels of estrogen, but super low progesterone. Um, we can definitely make some really great conclusions from that, but it's way better and gives us a way bigger picture if we do something like a hair tissue mineral analysis because we're like, well, why are certain hormones slower, you know? Mm. And what does the gut look like? And what does the thyroid look like? What does the liver look like? And why would they look that way based on like the feedback that we're getting from the HTMA? So I actually have pretty much moved to only using that for people who come to see me in my clinic if we even test because honestly, I feel like most of the time I don't even need to see that. I can just tell from like an hour of talking to them and on all of their intake forms that I've gone over of kind of what's going on. And so we just like start them on a protocol and usually things dramatically get better. And then if we need to, like we'll take a lab or something, but I, you know, I love to run labs on myself because I'm a nerd like that, but I also (laughs) understand that it's not always in everyone's budget. And so I don't want anyone to ever feel I don't want anyone to ever feel discouraged or like their health is doomed if they can't run a test, um, you know, or if they can only run a test that's through their doctor because insurance covers it, you know, because a lot of the functional labs can get a little pricey up there. Um, you know, for example, like the HTMA one that I run is about $200, which is definitely on the cheaper end, I feel like, of functional lab testing. <laughs> um but you know, it's still much more expensive than, you know, maybe like a $20 copay for a panel that you run at your doctor's. But again, that's not giving us much information, especially if your doctor is interpreting those because it's all about interpretation at the end of the day. Um, so if your doctor's interpreting it as like, Oh, your hormones are fine. Right. Like, which is the stereotypical, everyone leaves the office and they feel like crap, but their doctor told them you look fine. So you're fine. Right. Happened to me. I had hormonal acne all over my face and they were like, yeah, your hormones look great. I'm like, my hormonal acne is telling me otherwise. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You see So that's too why, like, you know, it would be so awesome to see what you're deficient in and to see what's going on with your gut and to see what's going on with your liver and how you're able to detoxify too. And, and your metabolic type, because, uh, that's just so much more helpful when it comes to just getting a full bigger picture. Right. But again, like even with something like acne, I, you know, there are so many things that I try with someone first before we test. Um, 
What are some of those things? I'm curious. Yeah. So first we always go to the basics. So I love to kind of just do some digging into how people are nourishing themselves. So I have people fill out a four day food journal before they see me. So I really get like a full picture into not just what they're eating, but like the quality meal timing as well. Are they eating too late in the day and therefore their cortisol is really high in the morning and they didn't get any nourishment. So their blood sugar literally for not just in the morning, but for the rest of the day is kind of on this like skyrocket, you know, because that's a huge, huge trigger for hormonal acne is blood sugar being just having these huge spikes and these huge crashes. So I look at meal timing. I look at meal structure as well. Are we getting that hormone healthy blood sugar balancing equation of a complete protein, hormone healthy fat, complex carbohydrate. So that really helps me with nutrition. I also get into sleep power how are, how long are they sleeping and what time are they getting into bed as well? The earlier we get into bed, the better just for overall cellular repair and detoxification. And we can tap into this time where our human growth hormone is also higher, which helps with tissue repair, muscle repair, et cetera, skin health as well and hair. So I, I do like a little clean house. So to say, I'm like, okay, nutrition, sleep, stress management. I used to say stress reduction and I don't do that anymore because it's really hard. I feel like for some people to like reduce stress. And I remember I hated to hear that too. And I was like, what do I just have to like go live on a beach naked and like not do anything for the rest of my life? Like, I feel like I don't even live that stressed, stressful of a lifestyle, you know, like I get to do what I love for work. I work from home. I've realized that it's not about reducing stressors as it much as it is regulating your nervous system and being able to manage that stress better. Mm. So we look at that as well. Most people are walking around with dysregulated nervous systems. So we really do a huge intervention with the nervous system. Sometimes I'll also refer people go see maybe a somatic therapist or, um, you know, we kind of tailor that to the person, right? But whatever type of therapy they may need, if that's something that would be useful for them, sometimes it's literally just their therapy air quote is like, get outside and stand barefoot in the ground for 30 minutes every single day and let the sun come through your skin so we can get that vitamin D and just those, you know, happy neurotransmitters boosted. So we definitely look at stress management. Um, so those are like the three main, we look at detoxification, how many bowel movements a day uh, is a big one. How much water are you drinking? Is the water quality? Are we drinking spring water and filtered water? Um, so a whole big picture there with detoxification and elimination, because, you know, they're two different things, although a connected to each other, of course, because <laughs> after you, you go through the detoxification process, you need to actually eliminate things via urine, stools, and sweat. And then the fourth one is, is herbal medicine and supplementation. So those are the like the foundations right there. And then where we could get a level deeper is if we run a lab and we see, oh, we have um, parasites or bacteria overgrowth or yeast overgrowth in your gut, like whatever it could be, right? Um, so how about we work on removing those and simultaneously sealing up the gut as well with zinc and L-glutamine and some really great uh, nutrients to seal up that gut. So um, yeah, it's a full picture, but but like the main ones are the ones that I mentioned before. Like that's where we start with everyone, regardless whether it's hormonal acne, it's irregular periods, it's breast tenderness. Like I always just start with those regardless, the foundations. How does someone, because obviously there's a lot that goes into balancing your hormones and having an all around healthy body. I mean, our bodies are really complicated. How, what advice do you give someone who maybe is feeling overwhelmed with it? feels like there's so much, so many changes to make at once. Like what's the very first step that you would advise someone to make it a little less overwhelming? Yeah. Well, I, I want to say that if it ever feels overwhelming, it's just a sign to take a step back because it should be super fun. But I can totally relate to that. I feel like when I first started with this, I was, I was overwhelmed too, because I felt there were just all these different emotions. I felt like I had been lied to and felt like I didn't know my body. And that was really disheartening. And it was almost like I had a lot of fear around stopping birth control and fear around tracking my cycle. And honestly, just fear of really knowing myself and being that connected and in tune with myself. So 
I totally understand where, how people would feel that way. I totally get it. And again, none of this should be stressful. Stress isn't good for us. So if it is, take it a step back and do one thing at a time. Believe it or not, there is no yearly annual like race or um, at the end of your life, like a medal that you get for having like completed all of this knowledge about your body the fastest. <laughs> there's, I promise there's nothing like that. If anyone tries to create something like that, it'll get no traction because that's so <laughs> counterproductive, counterintuitive. So really just go slow with it. I, again, I think like something that we can change right away, like after listening to this podcast is starting to take care, better care of our sleep health and nutrition and eating more high quality foods, choosing organic when possible, shopping local when possible too, is just, I mean, tremendous for your overall health. So, and for your gut microbiome. So I would say just start there, start there. And again, like listen to some podcasts, listen to podcasts when it feels easy to do so. Like again, you're on a walk with your dog or you're cooking or you're cleaning and you just want to have that on in the background. So I would say to start there, it does not have to be this all or nothing mentality does not have to be zero to 100. A great example of this too, is a lot of people when they find out about non-toxic living and how these products, many products that we have in our home in our homes and beauty products and bath products and our clothes. And a lot of them are just full of microplastics and toxins that mimic hormones such as estrogen, which can cause a lot of these negative symptoms and and impair detoxification and impact gut health negatively impact thyroid health it sounds all super scary and a lot of people are like oh my gosh i need to throw out everything that i own and while you can totally do that and to be fair fair and honest i did do that too um you also don't have to it can be something like you know you're running out of something so when you buy a, you, you know, a new thing to replenish it. You just choose the non-toxic option or, or maybe yeah. you say, okay, you know, what? we're about to run out on stuff. I'm just going to buy a branch basics kit of all non-toxic cleaning stuff, you know, boom. Um, so it does not have to be zero to 100 and you do not need to know everything overnight. This is like, this is a journey, you know, yeah. and it's a journey because it never ends. I'm still on it. I, like I said earlier in this episode, I am continually getting deeper and deeper into my studies, but also getting deeper into my own intuition with myself. And it's just beautiful. I feel like I thought I was so cool and in tune and all these things last year, and I feel even better now. And so it just goes to show me and everyone else that every single day and week and month and year, we are becoming a better version of ourselves just by simply being on this path. So I hope that like takes away that pressure from everyone of like, you need to be a certain way or go at a certain pace. Like there's just, there's your pace. That's all. Yeah. I mean, I just even thought of like, obviously I teach, I teach in the fitness space and a lot of the times people will just have this all or nothing mindset and give up really quickly because they try to start all these new habits right out of the gates and then get really overwhelmed and feel like it's not attainable. Maybe something happens and they just give up entirely. It's like any other journey. I mean, you just have to take baby steps because I think if I know for me when I was really trying to figure out why are my hormones feeling imbalanced, I would have made all these changes and it just got overwhelming, which caused more stress, which honestly stress could have been the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so it is, it is important to just give yourself grace and meet yourself where you are because it is not a sprint. It does take time to learn new things. Like you're, like you're literally saying, it's a whole new world mm -hmm. in the hormone space. And I have just a couple more questions for you specifically related to birth control and cycle syncing. So I am number one, anyone listening who is on a hormonal birth control, what would you say are the pros and cons to being on birth control? And when do you know when it's time to get off of it? So there are different types of birth control. There's the combo pill, there's the mini pill, there's the hormonal IUD, the copper IUD, the shot, the implant. There's a, there's many different types. <laughs> so, um, you know, cause I know we don't have too much time. I will refer people to, I have a few podcast episodes and blog posts really breaking down each of the different types of synthetic birth controls. And I also have 
equally, if not more content on all the natural forms and how to do mm-hmm. it and resources. Again, it's like an encyclopedia over on peacelovehormones.com and on the podcast. So please, you know, if you want to, if you're interested, go over there. So pros to being on a synthetic birth control is it's less work for you. So with the symptothermal method, which is a form of fertility awareness, that's the most successful in tracking your cycle, tracking ovulation, getting pregnant or preventing pregnancy, if whichever is your choice, it's so empowering and it's so much more accurate because it's you that's in control of your body and tracking your body and cycle rather than relying on a foreign thing such as a pill or an IUD or something like that. However, it is more work. I'm not going to lie. Is it a lot of work? No, it's going to take you like a few minutes, if even every single day, but it's a lot, it's more than just like popping a pill in or like an IUD, which I never had that. So, um, but of course we all know that like the IUD, you literally don't think about that it's in for, you know, anywhere from like three to six plus years. And you don't think about it. It's just in there. However, those things can fail. And I don't think, I don't believe that it's been educated on properly in general, but especially not that, that like, it's really not this 100%, nothing's going to be a hundred percent effective at preventing contraception and pregnancy. If you are sexually active, unless you're just like straight up aren't having sex, <laughs> you know, but what is the most effective we see literally in research is the symptothermal method. So actually having that autonomy over your body and understanding your body and being able to feel into it rather than the birth control pill. For example, my mom got pregnant with both my brother and my sister while on the birth control pill. (laughs) Um, and, and you hear about that all the time. I mean, people's implants or IUDs get moved and you, everything has a risk, but everything has a pro as well. So, um, you know, it really just at the end of the day comes down to what you are most comfortable with. However, most women aren't given all the information that they need in order to make that decision. You know, mm-hmm. with the little information that we are given, it seems like a no brainer to go on birth control, right? Cause you're like, they make it seem like it's not that bad. And you know, they make it seem like this is the best option, which again, both of those are just not true. There are so many side effects that come with taking synthetic hormones and shutting down ovulation. So it's different, right? Because like birth control pills, their main method of action is shutting down ovulation, preventing that. So therefore you can't conceive the IUD, for example, um, both the copper and the hormonal IUDs have been shown to have like the possibility of halting ovulation. That's more so associated with the hormonal IUD than it is with the copper. Um, a lot of women still ovulate on the copper. It's just that for whatever reason, still to this day, I believe we do not know why copper is toxic to sperm. Um, so that's one way that it works. It also changes our cervical mucus, which our cervical mucus is so important, which is why it is one of the main things that we track when we're doing fertility awareness, symptothermal method, because our cervical mucus lets us know when we're fertile. It also transports sperm up into the reproductive tract to meet an egg. If that is what happens, right? If you know, everything else leading up to that happened correctly. And it also transforms the sperm to make it more, um, able to survive up throughout that journey into the reproductive tract. And finally, which I think is also so cool, it has the ability to weed out bad sperm with potentially harmful DNA. So our cervical mucus is this wonderful thing that is needed, 100% needed for fertility and conception to happen. And that's a main way that the IUD works is it thickens that and it dries it out. So therefore, it's, uh, it's not hospitable to sperm. It's not able to act like that cushiony Uber ride up to meet an egg. It doesn't transform the sperm to make it better able to fertilize the egg, et cetera. So uh, it's actually, once you start to learn about the symptothermal method and learn about the fertility signs, such as like the basal body th- temperature, for example, in cervical mucus, you really start to like 
understand just how affected it is because it's actually the main way that hormonal, like synthetic hormonal birth control works, right? Is by like shutting down those fertility signs. So you're like, wait a second, all these light bulbs start to go off, you know? Um, so anyway, when done properly, the symptothermal method is actually more effective than any other form of birth control, which is pretty powerful. It, it, it's very competitive with like the, uh, copper IUD. It's, it's really up there. Um, but that being said, it's actually more effective than the birth control pills. <laughs> Cause that's and like- I. Yeah. Uh, sorry. The, the symptothermal method is more effective than birth control pills. Pretty much anything that like people have to like remember to do like an extra step tends to have a little bit lower of an efficacy rate. So like taking a pill every single day around the same time, you know, I remember I used to miss them all the time because I would just forget or you're traveling or you're out, et cetera. The IUD is always in use. So naturally it's just going to have slightly a higher efficacy rates. Um, but that being said, again, like the, the IUD and the symptothermal method go hand in hand in terms of efficacy, which is really, really powerful because it just, it's just proof that like women, we care about this, you know, and it may take us a few weeks or a few months to really get into tracking our cycle and to tracking our fertility signs. But ladies, once you get it, you get it. And it's just like, it makes sense. Like, I don't even I have, have to, to think about it. I don't, I don't think about it either. And it's so great. <laughs> and I used to have a copper IUD several years ago. And I will say that I know I'm not the only one because I've had friends who've also had it. It made my periods really intense, mm-hmm. like very, very heavy, heavy, a lot of cramping. And it, I actually got it taken out pretty early because it just wasn't, it wasn't working for me. I know it works for some people, but that was my experience with the copper IUD because I was trying to figure out a different alternative to hormonal birth control before finding the natural tracking. But I will say natural tracking, it takes a little bit of research, but once you have a couple cycles and you become more aware of how your body actually is working, it is so empowering. And to actually know which phase my body's in, it's like, it's the coolest thing because one, I have so much more awareness of why I'm feeling how I'm feeling. I can cater my lifestyle and my workload towards my cycle. So I'm not putting additional stress on my body if maybe I'm about to get my period or whatever. But it has been like, aside from just pregnancy prevention or getting pregnant, it has been such an empowering thing to just actually understand how my body works as a female. So that's my personal story with birth control, but it's been really cool. So yeah. And I know the last part of your question too, was how to know when, when it's time to stop. I would say, honestly, there's no like real formulation or mathematical equation of like, this is how you know when to stop. Really. It's just like when it doesn't feel right within your body anymore. Most of the time when women start to do this, this like, you know, research and read the books and listen to the podcast, you naturally just don't really want to be on birth control anymore. Cause that's what happened to me. Right. And I was able to link it to a bunch of things. I was like, Oh, I suffer with sleep issues. I was like diagnosed insomniac was in sleep trials in clinics all the time. Yeah. When I was on birth control, I had panic attacks that would send me into the ER. Cause I thought there were, I literally thought there were heart attacks. They were so extreme, oh my gosh. crazy, crazy stuff. And you know, I even like dismissed myself for a long time. Cause I was like, no one else thinks that like birth control is the issue. And then I started doing all this research and I was like, holy moly, I need to get off this because number one, my life will just be upgraded in so many ways. But even if you know, it's not exactly the culprit of all these other issues, at the very least, it'll fix some things, right? Literally started sleeping within a week of stopping birth control. I have never since stopping birth control had a type of panic attack like I used to have. Don't get me wrong. I still here and there do get stressed. I'm a human. um, And I tend to be more on the anxious side, but I kid you not, my nervous system has never been healthier since getting off of birth control. And a lot of the work that I was already doing on myself just skyrocketed and got so much better, got so much deeper once I stopped birth control. So really, once you're feeling ready, do it. And you may get kickback. I got so much kickback from my gynecologist, and I kind of expected that too. So I wasn't surprised. (laughs) And I don't see that gynecologist anymore. But I almost just like needed to like just let her know, you know, like, hey, I know what this has been doing to me and I'm, I'm dropping. And, 
And she didn't dismiss me, but she did say, well, she just kind of ignored that. She just said, you know, how about you try the, the IUD? And I was like, no, <laughs> I cannot. I will not do it. I've not been listening to me. So um, anyway, it's been such a, a beautiful journey. And I have only heard positive things from other women like yourself who've embarked on the same journey. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for all this goodness. And anyone listening, we actually have recorded episodes together on all the cycle syncing details. So if you want to know about your four phases, if you want to know about cycle syncing, you can just search in Healthy Be Human podcast. We have episodes with Maddie on it. Also go check out her podcast too, because you have like, I feel like your episodes go so in depth on specific things that it's so good. But before you go, where can everyone find you? And also make sure you plug your products as well, because Maddie does make incredible supplements that help with hormone balancing thank you okay so everyone find me on instagram tiktok youtube all of the things my page is the maddie miles and then peace love hormones is just peace love hormones our website is peace love hormones as well which we can link up here um and once you go over to the website too you'll see like all of the herbal tinctures you'll see our blog you'll see podcasts if you want to book a one-on-one with me you can do that other like the website's just everything (laughs) and we've actually been working so hard for the last six months on a whole new custom website and i'm actually launching it an hour after i get off of this podcast so oh my gosh i'm really excited (gasps) it'll be well well published by the time this podcast is released so um yeah thank you so much everyone who listened for the first time today or maybe you've listened to me a few times on Callie's podcast but definitely head over to my podcast for anything hormone related because I really do like my intention with the podcast and why I spend so much time and energy and and all the things finances on it is because I really do want it to be like a one-stop shop I want peace love hormones and me to be like that best friend or that elder sister that is really guiding us all through this and it's just so fun it's so exciting i freaking love what i do i had an awesome team call yesterday with all the ladies and we just like always leave feeling so energized and i always have to do like a little dance in my mirror because i'm like oh get this all out oh, so anyway and then the herbal tinctures yeah so i have three really just trying to target the main areas soothe is more so for hormones ovulation adrenals fertility periods pms etc bitters is for gut health and liver detoxification which you know obviously it impacts positively our hormones and our skin everything and then sleepy is more so for sleep and nervous system regulation so those are the three trying to target all the foundations here i'm coming out with a cramp specific formula in the next few months that we've been working on for a little over a year now um but I just need to get, I just, Callie, this girl, I've been doing so much lately. So I'm, I've held that off for a little bit because <laughs> I was You're like, busy. I need to do one thing at a time. Um, <laughs> I want to try that. Yeah. Soothe does help in preventing cramps. I will say, however, I usually recommend that women take a little break from soothe while they're on their period. Um, you don't have to, some women are like, no, I need it while I'm on my period. I'm like, well, Yay. You're listening to your body. Do it. Generally, I say take a little bit of a break from all herbals, all supplements, at least one time a month, because it just helps to kind of break up that, um, uh, what word am I looking for? Your, your body just gets used to things, you know, it's like how, like, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in a yoga class where your yoga teacher is like, Hey everyone, we do the same thing every single day, almost every single day. So we're going to do things a little bit differently today. And it's, you know, anyway, I'm just thinking of that because I was in a yoga class yesterday where they mentioned that. So I, I usually recommend take a little bit of, of a break for a few days. It's nice too, because there are some herbs in Soothe that help to stimulate blood flow. So it's really great for women who whose periods are a little bit delayed, a little bit too light. Um, and they see a lot of like darker, older brown blood because they have trouble actually getting their flow started. So that's why I say, you know, it's great to take every single day leading up to your period. Maybe take a little break on your period. The cramp specific formula, which I literally am looking at it over here, unlabeled though, because I just have all, you know, the bulk herbs right by me, will be great to have in your natural pharmacy at home instead of reaching for Advil or Midol or any of that other stuff that, you know, women tend to have readily available when they're experiencing cramps it'll just be a tincture you take one 
boom, pa- cramps are gone. I've, I've tested it myself. Wow. <laughs> ironically, cool. I, I never get period cramps. And ironically, when I was actually middle of formulation, I woke up at two in the morning one night with excruciating cramps. And I was like, Oh, okay. I guess this is happening. So I literally went down into my office and started concocting. And after a few tries, we, I got like the most perfect ratio of every herb. I took it cramps dissipated completely. So I'm really excited to get that out. It's just a matter of first, we need to get the website launched. I need to do a few more things, get through the holidays and then that will be available. So nice. That's so exciting. Yeah. I'm here for your ladies. I'm here for you all. It's exciting. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Everyone go follow her, check out her products. And thanks again for coming on the podcast. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you love this episode, show it some love and tag us in your social media stories on Instagram at Healthy Behuman Pod. I'll be sure to repost you. And as always, if you have any questions at all about hormonal health, feel free to reach out to Maddie. She's a great resource. And if you have any questions about anything ever, I'm also a resource for you as well. So you can always DM me and reach out. Have the best day. Keep being amazing and keep shining. You are so special and God made you here for a reason. Bye. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.